Erin. Good afternoon, lovely. Good afternoon. I have the pleasure of talking to Anne McCraney. Now, have I pronounced your second name right? That's perfect. Oh, I nailed it. I knew, oh, well. First I, time, got it right the first time. You know, that happened for me with so many things. So I am talking to Anne McCraney about her incredible business, Fluid Movement and Massage. What a great combination of words. <laughs> yes. Find Anne at fluidmassage.com. Now, this has nothing to do with liquids, though I do know that you help people with nutrition. What is fluid movement plus massage? Great question. Um, I do a combination of personal training, massage therapy. Right now, Zoom, Pilates, yoga, bar, and a Tai Chi type class. And you're exactly right. I also do nutrition coaching. Um, the main thing I do is uh, provide pain relief solutions and stress reduction for my clients. You had me at stress reduction. You mentioned Pilates. Now that's something very personal for you because in 2015, you had a health issue. I had a back surgery. I had a, a blown disc and I, I couldn't Pilates my way out of that one despite trying. <laughs> <laughs> so I required surgery. It was successful. And now I, after having gone through that experience, I have a newfound sympathy for people that have an injury, surgery. Um, I can think of three family and friend, family members and friends right now that are going through either a knee replacement. I've got two hip replacements going on in my close circle of people, um, shoulder surgery. So I know what that's like to go through that scary experience of feeling helpless and broken and then coming out of it the other side and getting stronger and regaining this feeling of, of sort of taking over your health. Getting a sense of empowerment back uh, is, is so important after something major like that, because I can imagine having a knee replacement or a hip replacement, it, it would have knocked my self-confidence uh, about how well I could function in the world. Exactly. Then there's this, all this other stuff that goes along with it. Like, did I I had people ask me something along the lines of, did you do too much? Did you do too much Pilates? Did you do all those years of massage? And I think they were well-intentioned, like just curious, how does this healthy person have these issues? But what I heard was, or is this your fault, right? So that's the number one thing I learned, never say to someone, did you do this to yourself? Not a good question. And then, um, that's sort of a moot point once you get to the point of needing surgery, right? How did this happen? Like, well, who knows? Was it an injury? Was it a, a genetic thing? Was it over time these joints have worn out? But what do we do from here now that we've got to this point? How do we rehab? How do we build strength back? Asking somebody or suggesting to somebody it was their fault, is, is, there's no upside to that. And no matter what the situation right? <laughs> and you were saying that uh, we, we can modify. For example, I did a Pilates class the other day and I had to modify, modify, modify. I've modified the foot injuries. I've modified the neck injuries. Mm -hmm. so one can get healthy and strong regardless of whether one is rehabilitating or not. 
Correct. And you know, Pilates is a great example because there is a range. You say Pilates, and most people think of hundreds or crisscross or the roll down or even the machines, right? The reformer, wonder chair. But there's a range of very gentle therapeutic exercises like Eve Gentry. All of her stuff is sort of pre-Pilates, like a warm-up that you could do before you go to your mat class or before you work on the reformer. Then there's this stuff of like super athletic, super intense that requires a lot of strength and control. So within that range, you could have someone that's never done Pilates or someone that's been doing it for 20 years and take them through a program that feels challenging and safe and connects them to their body. They must feel wonderful after that to reconnect with your body and know that you are making it healthy and stronger, especially if you have negative feelings about exercise, if you haven't been that coordinated, to know that you can start where you are. Exactly. Yeah, some of us didn't grow up playing sports or maybe didn't have an athletic family, didn't go outside and do. We had a, a pretty, my dad rode bikes with us and my brothers played sports and I danced ballet like we were just active kids. But my, some of my ladies, that was not their history and maybe their hobbies are reading or knitting or sort of sedentary activities. So they need a starting point that makes them feel successful where they start to enjoy moving their bodies. I spent most of my childhood in a room with a book. <laughs> yep. Discovered very, very late in life. And originally it was to help with depression. Exercise has so many benefits. Yes. And we could have an hour-long conversation just on the benefits. Mental health, um, depression, anxiety, stress reduction. I joke about, you know, you could you could have a million different trainers talk you through a squat, but really we live in a super stressed out world. Most of my ladies have high anxiety. They have a lot of people depending on them. Could be their family, their kids. Maybe they're caring for older relatives. Maybe they have a stressful job. So part of this movement, incorporating healthy movement into your day, reduces anxiety, reduces stress. I mean, this is not going to cure clinical depression, but you go out for a 10-minute walk, you're going to feel a little better, hopefully. I, I'm testimony to that. And there, there are so many things, the importance of warming up, as you said, starting off gently, uh, and, and learning how to exercise. It took me a while to learn how to do the exercises correctly, and okay. Right. Now, how did you get into Pilates? Well... <laughs> I have what's called the mirror. It's on my wall. <laughs> yep. And I got it uh, because I've had foot surgery twice. And so uh, my walking the dog went out the window. Uh, mm -hmm. Personal trainer at the gym went out the window. So I was very lucky to have that. And I knew enough to modify, though, to have access to somebody like you that could have me guided through, that could have guided me through it. So I didn't give up in frustration after five minutes. Because when we try and do this alone, it, it, you, get, you can get to a point of frustration where you just throw in the towel. So having, right. Having a helping hand, having a guide makes all the difference. Right. And so what you're talking about, if anybody doesn't know what the mirror is, it's a program that you can watch a variety of recorded or live training sessions from the comfort of your own home. And the mirror aspect is you can see yourself, right? So you can sort of 
watch. Where is my knee positioned? Am I, am I, is my alignment looking good? So I think that's a great resource for someone who doesn't want to go to a big class or doesn't want to go to the gym. But you're right. If, if walking is your thing and now your foot is injured, you got to find some other way to keep moving. So that's a good resource. And maybe a step in between hiring a personal trainer or now that we can leave the house and get out and do right. But a nice compliment to training or classes too. I will always have an in-person guide, which is why I do suggest you look up fluidmassage.com because uh, a guide will stop you. Heart will uh, watching a video of a class is great, but having somebody who can interact with you and say, "Hey, stand up a little straighter. Hey, bend your leg a little to the left," will help you prevent injury. Correct. Get the benefit of the exercise. They can personalize it for you where you are right now. Correct. You uh, talk about preventative maintenance. Is this what we've been discussing? Uh, can you tell me more about that? Right. So I think a large part of that, let's talk about before an injury occurs. How do you prevent that? How do you prevent pain, stiffness in your joints? And I think the main thing is connecting your brain and your body. So the opposite of that would be you got the TV on, you're watching one of your shows, you're on the treadmill, just jamming away. Your brain is completely checked out. The thing about Pilates, since we keep talking about Pilates, that, <laughs> right? that was the original mind-body. Like he came, Joseph Pilates came up with this concept that is way ahead of his time of connecting your brain and your body, connecting to your breath, being aware of how you are moving through space. And that's a skill that you can develop. So like I said, I can train my clients and give them feedback on how they're moving. But if they can really develop that skill of getting into their body and feeling what it feels like to move in a healthy way, that's a concept they could then take into a class or into their bike ride or their walk or run or into any kind of strength work. Reconnecting your mind with your body, I, I've i spoken to many people who it's very easy to stay cerebral because of everything we've, we've got going on in the world around us. Actually listening to your body, knowing how your body feels, uh, what a wonderful gift. Yes. I'm getting the sense, Erin, that you are super smart and verbal and a very word. <laughs> Is that, would you describe yourself that way? <laughs> Maybe when I've had a coffee. After we, two cups of coffee. <laughs> we could also talk about what coffee does to your body, but that's another conversation. <laughs> oh, coffee's not going to hurt. No better. But you also uh, have, with your background in dance, you are able to teach bar and you said Tai Chi. These are very different realities. What are some of the benefits of them? Right. So my bar class is super fun because I get to lead my ladies who don't have a dance background through some of the elements of a ballet bar, which is your pre uh, prescribed warm-up that you do. So you do the same in a traditional classic ballet class. You would do the same exercises in the same order, and they're meant to warm up your muscles, right? So your plie is like a squat. Your releve is like a calf raise. So I incorporate these types of moves with my ladies, and it gives them a little taste of what it feels like to be a graceful ballerina and to also have these super strong legs, super strong hips. If you want to pick your butt up off the back of your legs, <laughs> this is it, right? If you do not want to have an old lady pancake butt, 
this is what you got to do is these kinds of exercises. And a lot of my ladies are concerned about falling as they age. So your balance, your leg strength, being able to execute a proper squat or plie, all of these are super important. And then the Tai Chi class, it's called energy flow, but I call it Tai Chi with cursing because one of my ladies has a real potty mouth and she has a real <laughs> stressful job. So she comes barreling in the class like, ah, but those ladies, same, it's almost like the other uh, side of the coin. It's a very mellow class where we do variations on squats and lunges and Tai Chi type arm movements, your gentle twists, your gentle arm circles, but they're even just standing for an hour and going through these movements. Or I have a client that sits for most of the class and we show her the arm movement. So those I can have an 88-year-old or a 28-year-old feel successful and get a benefit from that type of a workout. You had me a pancake butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You don't want to have a flat pancake butt. Oh, I really, really do. My personal trainer has a butt like a peach. <laughs> yes, peach, <laughs> cantaloupe. <laughs> I want that. You are also experienced in Reiki. Would you explain what Reiki is? Yeah, so Reiki is really cool. It's my interpretation of it is this is healing energy that we all have within us. Um, and so being able to channel or harness this energy and a lot of this is stuff that we do intuitively. Like if somebody says something really sweet or really heartbreaking, you might place your hands over your heart or maybe hands over your belly. And so a lot of these hand positions are specific positions that you've been trained when you're trained through Reiki. But I'm just imagining sending love to my people when I do Reiki or craniosacral. I do a lot more of nowadays as well. And um, you can give Reiki to your dogs. <laughs> you can send it back in time to yourself as a child. You could send it to people in other parts of the world. So it's really cool um, way to move energy, which is a lot. This goes with all the stuff we're talking about today, right? Keeping the energy moving in your body versus a stagnant swamp. We want a clear flowing river. What a beautiful way of putting it, especially sending energy back to your past self. Yeah, when you, you totally do that. When your past self was stuck on some rocks in the middle of your river, <laughs> flow around. You said craniosacral. Mm -hmm. What is that? So I'd say it's a, a close cousin to Reiki. Um, it's in the massage vein. Most people that do it are massage therapists like I am. Upledger is who I trained with. And there's different uh, modalities and different versions. The thing I like about cranio is um, rather than thinking of sending energy or moving energy, what I'm picturing along with that is creating more space in someone's body. So an example would be, we used to believe that once you were grown, all of the bones in your brain were fused together and then your skull became a solid unit, like a helmet. Now we understand there's little seams and there's a little bit of play in those bones. And so sometimes we'll have, say, a car accident or a, even emotional trauma, and you might start to get stuck. You might feel like the right side of your jaw is stuck or clicky. And so this is a really gentle modality that you can use to unstick 
the sticky parts that again is getting us back into this healthy rhythm of an expansion and contraction or that vibrant flowing river or flowing creek. I'm seeing a definite, we, we talked, I jokingly said this had nothing to do with liquids at the beginning, but <laughs> it has everything to do with Well, we are like 98% water anyway. Part of your portfolio, you're also a trained yoga instructor. Correct. Uh, what we're doing right now, our Monday 6 p.m. class, I used to call it a vinyasa class. And then we've changed over the years. You know, I'm 47. Most of my clients are my age or older. So now I've started calling it a Hatha class. And the only difference between those is that rather doing like sun salutations where you might do a series of rounds of push-ups and lunges, we'll come into a pose and hold it for a few breaths. We move a little bit slower, but we're still doing the balance training, uh, the strength, the mobility. And again, really for my people, it's this stress relief and then the camaraderie of having other people that they know and love in the class. So people will look out for each other. Hey, where's so-and-so? Her hip was bothering her last week. How's she doing this week? That kind of thing. Oh, I miss in-person yoga classes. <laughs> have you done yoga? Uh, I have done beginner yoga. I have attempted yoga. Yep. I <laughs> And you know what I hear from a lot of people about yoga is I'm not flexible enough for yoga. And that always cracks me up because I think, well, how are you going to get more flexible unless you do these kinds of movements? But I think it can feel intimidating if you have a picture in your head of like someone doing a handstand or some really difficult move that you've seen on Instagram, right? And it can be as simple as rolling on the floor or doing a lunge or holding a lunge position or even just doing some breathing exercises, that's yoga. And it's just yoga because it's not called a yoga perfect. <laughs> right. I was at my chiropractor this morning and I know that wellness is all about working with a variety of practitioners because you've worked closely with chiropractors, physical therapists and other massage therapists, which helped you develop your unique approach. Correct. I often uh, get new client referrals from local chiropractors and physical therapists. I've gone with my clients regularly to their physical therapy appointments. Um, each time I communicate with another one of their practitioners, I learn something either about that style of therapy or about my client. So I know a little bit of stuff and then I know a lot of people that know a lot more stuff. And so I like to meet with them, absorb information or learn about some new type of therapy or a um, new, new way to do an exercise with my clients. Growth is also fluid. That's right. And you offer monthly guided meditations. Yeah. So that's a thing we've been doing since the pandemic started is, um, just about once a month, I'll just start a Zoom call and my ladies tune in. And the last one we did was a chakra meditation. So they range from five to 10 minutes long to maybe 20 or a half an hour. And then I've got those recordings all on my YouTube channel. So you can go back and listen to them. And one of my ladies, she's even 
um, subscribed or whatever it's called when you get have a membership to YouTube so she can download them. And then she was listening to them on the plane on her last uh, plane trip. And if she was flying on a plane in the last year, that, that, that would have been quite a stressful and anxiety. It could have caused her anxiety and stress. So taking meditations with you on a plane. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then when you travel, right, your sleep is often disrupted. You're often eating different foods. So anything you can do to keep your regular schedule and then these kinds of things can complement that. The, the meditation the connecting with your body, like we were talking about earlier. And often you're interacting with uh, new people or different people and they create different energies. So this is another reason to stay grounded and listen to that wonderful meditation. Right. You go visit your family. That can be stressful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, I hear you. At the moment, mine are, I'd have to go for two weeks in lockdown. Uh, Mine are all in New Zealand. So I, uh, I would have to wait two weeks before I saw them. So there'd be plenty of time to meditate. And <laughs> you could do your Pilates. You could meditate. I could. Do you still do life coaching? Yes. So I call myself a coach. This is sort of a, a relatively new thing. I used to think of all these things I did as separate things. I did massage at this location and I taught a Pilates class at this studio. Now I see this whole uh, umbrella of things that I do so that if a client wanted to see me for improving their leg and balance strength, we could work on that for six months. We just wrapped a nutrition program where I was encouraging my ladies to eat five fruits and veggies a day. And so that went really well. Um, That could be a standalone service where I have someone that's just coming in for nutrition coaching. How do I eat? What do I eat? How do I meal prep and get everything ready to go on Sunday so that it's really easy for me to grab a healthy lunch during the week or a healthy snack? And then what is my relationship to food? Am I eating because I'm hungry? Am I eating because I'm bored or tired or sad? The same thing with my clients. If they're shopping, I ask them to check HALT, H-A-L-T. Oh, yeah. Are you angry? Are you lonely? Are you tired? If so, put down that outfit. Go and have a hard-boiled egg and a cup of tea. (laughs) Yeah, we can use all these distractions, whether it's snacking or shopping or surfing the internet, right? I don't want to feel my emotions. What can I stuff in there to to fill that hole? And with uh, it's so easy to do one-click shopping. With uh, you can you can pretty much. I mean, I can get pretty much anything. You can get anything overnight <laughs> mailed to your house. Now, how do you help your ladies as far as the shopping? Do you guide them? Do you shop for them? I believe don't uh, give a woman fish or teach her how to choose a handbag or teach her how to get a fish. So <laughs> I'm very. I, I'm. I guess I'd be a holistic, bespoke. <laughs> nice as well but if i may get back to you uh you have r-o-s-s boss what is that yeah this is my trademarked movement manifesto release organize strengthen and stretch so we were talking about yoga earlier i don't start my classes with a deep held forward fold 
I would start with my ladies maybe doing a standing twist or rolling on the floor, doing some moves that release tight muscles. If you've been sitting in a desk for eight hours and you go straight to the gym and start your workout, your body's going to be shocked. If you do a little bit of release work, that gives your brain a second to go, okay, we're about to start moving. And then the organization component, that could be like your bird dog or even a single leg balance, something where you're trying to stabilize parts of your body and not move, say your pelvis or your shoulders. And then your strength work, right? That could be anything from your squats and lunges, your push-ups, uh, Pilates strength work, and then flexibility work or stretching at the end when you are already warm that's going to help your body relax, lengthen the shortened muscles. And there's actually research that shows if you stretch before lifting weights, like say you did a big hamstring stretch and then did your squats, you actually have less power available to do your squats. So it's not going to benefit you to stretch at the beginning of your workout. An active mobility warm-up will benefit you, but stretching at the end. I am making notes as we speak. And I'm also remembering my favorite yoga pose is the one where I lie down on the floor. Yes. Very <laughs> Corpse pose. That's a great one to end with. Especially the blankie, you know, a blankie, some soft music. It's just absolute bliss. And I feel like that's something our culture does not reward is laying on the floor, taking time to relax, taking time to do these things that are, we almost feel guilty about sitting still and doing nothing, <laughs> right? I have to be going and doing all the time. I was going to say, unless you've got back-to-back -back Zoom calls. So what is doing? Stop you and lie on the floor. I'm sorry, say again? Oh, we had echoes for a minute. I was just going to say uh, to the audience, whatever you're doing, pause this, go and lie on the floor. Yep. Another benefit of having strong legs, being able to balance, is... Uh, it helps with osteoporosis. I've been told definitely to add weights and to walk to help with my bones. Exactly. Uh, bone strength. We don't think about that. You know, we were joking about the peach butt earlier. We think of our bodies in the way that they look rather than what they can do often. And as we age, especially us women, it's super important to keep training, strength training for bone density and joint health. So a lot of my ladies will come to me and say, well, I'm walking, I'm riding my bike, I get cardio, but I'm not doing any strength training on my own. And so we incorporate, even if it's 20 minutes once or twice a week, some type of pushing a heavy thing that could be lifting a bag of dog food into the trunk, right? It could be actually lifting weights, but something where you're challenging your muscles. And when your muscles pull on your bones, that's what cues your bone to lay down new tissue it's also really handy with, uh, strong arms if you're trying to put something overhead in the airline bone yes <laughs> now you're in portland right now you said selwood is selwood in portland yes we're just at the edge of southeast portland but we are in portland proper i saw a photo on your facebook of beautiful beach that Portland or somewhere else? No, we just took a trip to Hawaii. You know, I've been uh, just doing a little bit of travel here in the last few months, but about six weeks ago, we were in Hawaii and that was really interesting. That was the first time we'd really gotten on a plane and been somewhere in what, the last year maybe? And um, yeah, it was a nice break to just have some downtime, walk on the beach, 
We ate really good food. We would go to the market and get fresh fruit every day and eat lots of seafood and fish. It was amazing. And we saw a turtle. We, we swam right next to a turtle in the ocean. And we laid on our, on our backs in the water and could hear the whales singing. <gasps> that was like the highlight of our trip. Oh, give me a minute. I'm just imagining whales singing. <laughs> In fact, I think one of my blog posts, I found a, an audio clip of the whales singing and put it up. And I was like, yep, that's exactly what this sounded like. That would be nice to go to sleep to. What right. Part of, what part of Hawaii were you in? <laughs> we went to Maui, to Kihei the first few days, and then Kanapali, so the west side, the sunny side. How did you end up in Portland when you started off in Florida? Right. <laughs> my family thinks I've moved to Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're like, is it snowing right now? I'm like, no, it's not snowing. <laughs> um, we had, I had, my brother was living in Oakland area for a while. So I visited the Bay Area, California, and just like the West Coast vibe. And then I had a friend that was moving out to Portland and she encouraged me to come out. And so we just, I was in my 20s and we thought, well, now's the time. I'll give it a shot and see how I like it on the West Coast. And I've been here for, this is my 20-year anniversary, actually, this month of moving to Portland. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, I was just thinking about Florida because uh, so tempting to be somewhere with, that's a lot warmer and with a lot more sunshine. I face <laughs> right. up in Seattle. Where's the perfect location that has moderate climate with seasons, maybe not too much snow, not too hot, close to some beautiful water and nature? Oh, I'm not interested in seasons whatsoever. I, I, I want warmth all year round, so I think it might have to be Hawaii. Yep. Hawaii is sort of constant temperature. I think the sun sets at almost the exact same time every night. And yeah, see, gets... seasons are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can keep winter. <laughs> you know, you can have it all to yourself. I'm okay with never shoveling snow. <laughs> Find Anne at fluidmassage.com. This woman is a one-stop shop. She will personalize whatever you need. Uh, wherever you're at, uh, get strong and well and flexible and live a long, long, happy, healthy life. Erin, this was amazing. But wait, we didn't talk about clothes. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you reminded me. I often get so caught up because I'm so engrossed that I forget. I was going to ask you, what would, what, when you're in your fluid, when you're in your river, when you're at one with your body, what are you wearing? You know, it's funny. You can't see me right now, but I'm wearing mermaid pants. <laughs> <laughs> like they have little fish scales on them. What you meant. <laughs> I have a client who's a seamstress by trade, and she started finding this cool fabric a couple of years ago. And so she just makes me all these kooky pants. She'll just send them to me every once in a while, a new pair. So I've got mermaids, I've got Halloween ones that have fluorescent skulls on them. <laughs> and then I have my own line of clothing that um, I'll order from my ladies with my logo on it. And the latest batch I just got was this hot pink like a high visibility hot pink sweatshirt. <laughs> so it's definitely not everybody's into it. It's a, it's a loud color, but the ones that are love it. <laughs> and I encourage women wear that should please don't wear baggy clothing. Uh, your body is beautiful and you need to be able to see it. 
Yes, and not being afraid of looking kooky or wearing fun stuff. Never, um, never be afraid of wearing fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about the dressing your age thing? Do you think that anybody <laughs> can wear anything at any age? Like, am I going to have to turn my mermaid pants in when I turn 50 or 60? I, well, I will direct you to Iris Atfell. Go Google her. Yes. And I think she'd still uh, be wearing mermaid pants. Um, that that I could have, we could talk about that for a whole hour. Uh, I wear certain things for the sake of courtesy or modesty, but that doesn't mean you don't wear things that are outrageously fun. Yes. As a blanket rule, no, I do not believe in dressing for your age because age ain't nothing but a number. Thank you. <laughs> you keep those mermaid pants. Yes. For the rest. Your life, and I look forward to. I would look forward to seeing them sometime, along with all the other ones. Let me know what she makes you for Easter. What she makes you. For <laughs> what she comes up. With. Yeah, <laughs> she sounds like a great, a very talented friend. And here's to hot pink. This was <laughs> such a pleasure. Thank you for reminding me about clothes. Oh, sh <laughs> I have it in my notes. I'm mortified. <laughs> I look forward to your your meditations. Uh, your mom of meditation sound absolutely amazing yes please join us anytime and jump on the site five five yep five and there is monthly and there's always monthly things coming up as well and this was such a pleasure i'm so glad we connected have a Aaron, thank you <laughs> bye it's been so much fun <laughs>